I got biscotti and froze. Big boss like I'm rose. Ice and these that's a dome. Low baddie and she homemade. Rep my city at the home game. Up and down and go both ways. And the sprinter is taking up both lanes. Hopping, we zoom in, the package be booming. Yeah, we got it, we got it, got it. She picking and choosing in love with the moment. Yeah, we got it. Hello, John. Hello, Brandon. How's it going? Things are going well, man. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. We did a podcast with Cody Sandoval. He mm-hmm. has a company called Whitestone Studios, and he packages a sealer called Seal Hair. And we had that conversation with Cody because there was some perceived misrepresentation on our part about Seal Hair, and we wanted to have that conversation, get it out in the open, and and clear things up. Well, I think it goes further than that. That podcast, this podcast, again, I hope for more. I'm going to call it the human experience. And what what opened up Pandora's box was we did, for anybody listening, we had a potential, I don't even know potential customer, but how about a person who asked us some questions to be addressed on the podcast, we addressed them, and by using the name of a product, upset some people with the idea that maybe the things that Brandon and I represent, meaning our philosophy with concretes and sealers and uh, et cetera, it ruffled some feathers. So last week I thought was a great mending of the fences. And we talked with somebody, I'm going to call it the human experience. And it was great. We came together. I think we ended not just the conversation, but everything moving forward in a very positive light. And this week we're going to be talking with kind of the same scenario. Uh, Josh Lilly, who goes by Decoy Jefferson online, who also see, I wouldn't call, now his is a little different. He has kind of got the impression that maybe the products that we have are, you know, too expensive. Uh, He's a champion of the, I'm going to call it the little man, meaning, you know, that can get local materials at significantly lower cost than maybe the Kodiak Pro brand materials. Uh, Now, maybe, which who knows, we'll talk to him. Uh, He may admit there or talk about that you know, we're talking about different things, you know, different maybe strengths or densities or whatever. But at the end of the day, that's part of it. And then uh, as we continue to mend fences, I'm I'm laughing as I say this, I'd be interested to see if there's even minor issues with the two of us. Maybe there's some personal issues. And again, I guess where I'm going for those people who don't know it, Brandon and I have put ourselves out there. We will continue to put ourselves out there. We've been on social media. We're clearly doing a podcast. I realize that our points of view, which are based on our experience and the materials that we represent, that we personally have designed and will continue to you know, work with, that can ruffle some feathers because it may be counter to other people's point of view. So that's where we're at. Yeah. And you don't see our competitors putting themselves out there because they're smarter than us, John. Nothing good (laughs) comes from this. You know, if we were smart, we wouldn't get on social media. We wouldn't do a podcast. (laughs) We would just be, you know, little hermits in our hermit cave and and just sell product and let it be. And, you know, whatever. You know what? We need to make a T-shirt like with a, you know, our face on a bullseye or something, (laughs) right? Well, I'm excited to talk to Josh. I am too. Josh came to a class a lot of years ago. I want to say it was 10, 12, 13, 14 years ago. It was a long time ago. I can't, I can't recall, but it was a long time ago. But I like Josh. I think Josh 
I do too. He's quite a a character. Yeah, He's a character. Yeah. And this industry has a lot of characters, but he's passionate, which is what I like about Josh. Absolutely. And I'm hoping today in this conversation, we can help sort out whatever differences or perceived differences. Because I actually think that me, you, Josh, everybody in this industry are all trying to go the same direction. We're taking slightly different routes to get there. And we think those slightly different routes makes us dramatically different, but we're mm-hmm. not. We're all trying to make the best product we can. We're trying to create the most beautiful products we can. And we're trying to create yeah. a business to support ourselves and our families. That's what we're all trying to do. Agreed. Well, and you know what would be interesting? Sorry, I'm interrupting you as, as I often do. Well, what is going to be interesting? I'm not saying this is going to happen. If by the end of our conversations, there's no question in my mind we're going to mend fences, but what <laughs> I wonder if we end up a little more on the same page. That might be interesting. And not what I just said. Did you? No, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, are you listening to me? Are you just uh, waiting? To, I think you're just waiting to talk is what you're doing. You're sitting oh, there yeah. like, shut up. I got something to say. I got something to say. I got say. something to say. <laughs> You got to listen, man. I just said that. I know. I just said that. So let me finish my thought, John, okay. is I think we're all on the same path, just taking slightly different avenues to get to where we're going. But you and I, the way we're trying to get everybody to that spot is by creating the best products we can, the best sealer we can, the best training we can, save labor, you know, and, and help people. Now, as far as the materials costing, because I have seen those comments made by Josh, aka Decoy, about our mix being expensive, is we talked about it uh, on last week, is a breakdown of national cost of Portland sand, the average right now, white Portland and sand, Mm -hmm. versus maker mix and rad mix in that difference. And, you know, I would say in our classes, we talk about this, everybody comes to the class, we ask them, what are you paying right now for this? What are you paying for this? And we plug it into a spreadsheet. And lo and behold, our products are minimally more expensive. Minimal. It's always an eye-opener every time. Yeah, because until you actually see the numbers, and math doesn't lie, until you actually see the numbers, in your mind you can feel that it's a huge difference. And of course, why would I use that? I can go down the street and just get Portland and sand, and I can put that money in my pocket. But if that money is $1.20, $1.40, $1.70, whatever it is, a square foot, you're Mm -hmm. stepping over dollars to pick up dimes. The other thing that we're, we haven't really addressed that we should address is we're not comparing apples to apples. So if you're making your own mix, and I know right. J- Josh uses Rapid Set. He uses Rapid Set for mm-hmm. a lot of years now. So he uses Rapid Set mixes. Great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys are using just Portland and sand and a liquid polymer. Great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But when we have mm-hmm. this conversation, we're not comparing apples to apples because those mixes aren't no. the same as what we're selling. And so sure. where I'm trying to go with this, and I'm, I'm going about it in a long-winded way. Is for a dollar fifty. You can take a rapid set mix, which you know, let's say it's nine thousand psi, ten thousand psi, something like that. Or you can, for a dollar fifty more, use rad mix with your own Portland and sand, and double that performance, and end up with a denser surface that is more stain resistant. It's stronger. It's got higher flexural strength. It's much better quality surface as far as there's no pinholes or air holes in the surface at all. I mean, it's incredible how how perfect the pieces come out when you just pour an SEC mix for a dollar fifty more a square foot. Right. And it's that perspective that we talk about, but for whatever reason, I just don't think we've done a good job of conveying to people that the cost difference isn't what you think it is. Our end goal is to try to help other businesses be the best business they can be and be as profitable as they can be. And we do that through materials. Now, other people like Josh, 
have different philosophies on that. And I'm excited to talk to him about his philosophy on I'm, that. Yeah, very excited. But I know he's trying to help other people. And that's awesome. We're mm -hmm. all trying to do the same thing. That's my point. We're all trying to do the same thing. We're just taking different routes to get there. None of them are wrong. And none of them are the only way. That's the thing is these conversations we're having are very beneficial and valuable. Well, you want to get Josh on the phone? Yeah, let's get him a call. Been on a roll, we got it, got it. We cannot go without it, out it. Mess with the squad, you try to try to go against us, I highly doubt it. Been on a roll, we got it, got it. We cannot go without it, out it. I dared him to try me, know that I got it. I make a deposit, they all call it. Three little baddies, they all got a fatty. Our guest today for the Concrete Podcast is Josh Lilly of Tucson Decorative Concrete in Tucson, Arizona. How's it going, Josh? Hey, Josh. Hey, guys. Good to have I'm you, also, man. I'm also better known in the concrete world as Decoy Jefferson. So Why is that? Not too many people are going to know about Josh Lilly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's an alias, buddy. What, what, what is the alias? What is Decoy Jefferson? Where did that come from? Well, it comes from a, a history of living in a cult. And uh, so is I don't know, not too many people in this industry know, but I lived in a cult for about 15 years and uh that's where i got into concrete and uh when you live in a cult and you're kind of like a monk you're not allowed to be on facebook <laughs> hmm. so uh i created the alias of decoy jefferson uh, it was probably like i don't know 13 years ago and uh i did it in order to save my uh my work you know and uh you know communi communicate with other concrete people so that's where the name decoy jefferson came from that's cool man i never knew that that's awesome yeah and so when i left the cult um you know the majority of the people in it in the industry always knew me as decoy so just kind of kept it <laughs> so how long were you the leader if you don't mind me asking oh i wish i was the leader buddy <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible right <laughs> <laughs> terrible sorry man uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to get a few things kind of out on the table up front just to get them out of the way. The first thing is you may think that I'm an arrogant dick and that I know more than, <laughs> than other people. I, I would say that's probably a fair assumption of your view of me, number one. And number two is just based on kind of the you know, social media conversations is that you feel that maybe Kodiak Pro was developed for more wealthy artisans and it doesn't serve the small business guy, the little guy. Are those accurate statements? Uh, maybe some of them, yeah. Let's talk about it. <laughs> well, um, okay, so in, we're in an industry where there's a lot of big, big egos roaming around this, you know, and me included. You know, you kind of have to have a big ass ego to tell somebody that you're going to whip them out a 20 foot slab and throw it into a building. And you know what I mean? There's there's a lot to this. And, you know, I'm, I'm not exempt when it comes to big egos or putting my foot in my mouth or. But at the same time, I'm also very opinionated, like probably a lot of people in this industry. And um, there's a lot of history in. Uh, what we do. And I think the average artisan doesn't know the history that revolves around a lot of this, you know, back to uh, the concrete countertop forum, you know, the Ning forum that we all kind of got on and 
you know, Brandon, you were a huge inspiration to me at that time. You know, that's, uh, I'd say, you know, I've been doing concrete for 25 plus years. I got into flat work when I was just a kid. And, uh, you know, I've been through a whole lot of different building systems. And, uh, you know, when I got on the Concrete Countertop Forum, you know, I uh, I saw your shit. And I was like, God damn, this motherfucker is an OG. And uh, I immersed myself in that forum in every aspect that I possibly could. And uh, I took the advice where I could. And, you know, at the time I lived in a cult. And I didn't have the ability to go buy certain materials for what we do. You know, and I, I remember there was a there was a post on there and. Uh, you know, I didn't have money to buy anything other than maybe some concrete and some sand. And I, I asked a question about vitro pozzolans because I had no clue what a vitro pozzolan was, let alone a pozzolan at the time. And uh, I said, can I make this without a vitro pozzolan? And uh, I remember you told me, Brandon, this is funny that I store this in my memory banks, but you told me, you said, you wouldn't bake a cake without flour, right? And uh, I was like, well, fuck, I can't buy the flour. What am I going to do? And uh, you guys all know uh, Tegan or Tommy Cook, Tommy Cook at the time, you know. he reached out to me and uh, he 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 guided me through a lot of this, you know, and I think there's a lot of artisans out there that uh, are starting off. And look, I have no doubt that, you know, Kodiak Pro and your Rad Mix, these are high quality products. I, I got no doubt, like I'm not knocking your products on any level, but there's people in our industry that are getting into this that. You know, they're not going to have the ability to be able to afford these materials to get going, right? Or be at that level. I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Right. There's there's no way, you know, like if, if you don't even know what a fucking plasticizer is or what an AR fiber is or defoamer or any of these, like a, any of these agents that we use in our mixes, you know, there, there needs to be a base point for people to be able to start understanding this medium and how to operate the substrate of what we do. And so Tommy at the time, you know, he walked me through it and he said, you know, you don't need any of these products to make concrete. And so the beginner, you can take some cement and you can take some sand and you can get some fibers and you can make some concrete, you know, and I'm not an advocate for going and buying a ready mix bag at Home Depot. But in that, there are a lot of things at Home Depot that you can buy to make a really high quality mix. It might not be a UHPC mix design, um, but some of the things that we do don't require a UHPC mix design. And so my point of reference is like I, I got no problem with uh, people selling products, and you know, like Brandon, I know me and you have had serious differences in the past, but you're not the only one. I've come at a lot of the distributors for a lot of our products, you know, because to me, 
I've had a lot of really good friends in this industry that have allowed me to call them right up. And they want to share their mixes. They want to share their processes. And, and I really appreciate that. And so in that, I have a desire to help people understand mixed design and maybe not on a level of like UHPC, but to get your foot in the door, like, yo, if you become a successful concrete artisan, I'd advocate, yeah, if you got the time, the money, you got the clients to do this, hell yeah, buy some Kodiak Maker Pro, like buy some Trinic bag mix, buy some Buddy Road bag bag mix. You know, if you're at that level, go for it. But at the same time, I want people to really understand, you know, the fundamentals of what we do and the science behind it, because that's my real passion, you know, and the post that I made the other day, you know, about me saying that I got into concrete for the passion of it is true. And I, I know most people that, you know, this is a business and it is a business for me too. I make money off of concrete, but I didn't get into concrete for the money aspect. And I live in a cult, you know, I, I spent 15 years in a cult and I didn't make any money. <laughs> so this is a real passion for me. And I'm not really that passionate about making a kitchen countertop anymore. I, I would like to go to the next level with a lot of stuff. But anyway, Brandon, you know, like, I don't, I don't know what to say. You know, like, you're one of my mentors, for sure. The most fascinating part about concrete that I love, and you taught me this in one of your classes, what was it, uh, 12 years ago, I took your class. And you told me about, uh, you know, Fibonacci's golden, the golden mean, you know, the golden proportion. And when you incorporate that into what you're building, things do become more aesthetically pleasing and physically stronger. And not only that, my favorite part about it is, is it can take the design aspect out of my hands. And so what I'm creating, like... Yeah, almost like you're already working with a set of rules. Well, I don't know if it's a set of rules. It's it's getting rid of my shit. So we all design... Like, design is a huge aspect of what we do in this industry, right? And so human design is flawed to the nines. We all have big egos. We all, like... We want to put ourselves into that work, you know? Agreed. And, and uh, that can be conflicting with the design. And so the thing about fabric forming, when I saw that, I was like, God damn, you know, Brandon is really onto something here. And it allows you to take your ego out of the piece because, you know, we've all done fabric forming and we're not creating that. The universe is creating that shape. And it pops out and... It doesn't matter what color you do it in, like it, it's going to be beautiful. You know what I mean? Agreed. Yeah, I like that. Well, you said something, you said a few things I want to, I want to touch on, but one is you said that you and I have had a lot of differences over the years. And to be honest, I don't know if we have, what differences have we had? Maybe I forgot. I don't know. I mean, I do forget things over time. Well, I, I think maybe it's the way of... Like, look, like on the, uh, you, you guys talked about this in the last podcast about like, um, you know, when you talked about like, uh, sealer hair, right. 
And you went into that and you talked about like, you know, whatever the the cons of it were. You, there were really no pros to it. And, you know, I've been using ICT for 12 years or something like that, right? Like I use the shit out of ICT. Sure. I, d- I don't use seal hair. I've never used seal hair. Um, Cody's a friend of mine. And um, so the reason that I use ICT is it's cheaper, but there's, I've had many problems with it, you know, over the years. And I've been through the different mixes of it and the protocols and I've had my blowtorch out there many a time. And I've had great successes with it, but I've also had some failures. And um, so I've moved from, I use ICT still, but I also use a topical with it now and I have great success with it. Do you think that the division in this industry, the concrete industry is good for the industry as a whole? Is it good for the concrete industry to have these divisions? No, I don't. What would you do to help build, you know, unity uh, across the different camps, perspectives, techniques? What what would you propose should be done to help bridge these gaps that we have? I would say sharing information freely when it's deserved. Okay, so like, what the hell is that quote? Like, you need to be very wary of unearned wisdom. And so. Like, I I understand the idea of, like, intellectual property, Brandon. Like, like we've been through this on forums, like, to the nines, like Jeremy French. And it's it's gone through the gamut of this shit. And, dude, like, the intellectual property we all possess is valuable as fuck. And it didn't come from, like, nothing. I get it. There's 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 hours of hard work and intellectual property that go into our craft and not everybody is deserved of that shit. But you feel that uh, open sharing of information helps bridge the divisions and, and unify the industry more than it is right now. For sure. hundred percent. Because we, we don't actively talk to each other. Hopefully that changes. But you assume that we don't do that. And we do do that. Just the people that maybe, you know, we are in our camps. We all kind of huddle in our groups. And so the people in your group aren't talking to the people in our group. They're like, no, Brandon and John are super responsive. They answer my calls. They answer my texts, whatever. They do everything they can to help me. That group's over here and this group's over here. And there's not that, that communication. So you think, oh, these guys, they don't, they don't, you know, they don't care about this industry. They don't give back. They don't talk to people. They don't share information, which we do. Well, I think a lot of people are paranoid and I'll give you an example. So I do a lot of consulting, you know, I've flown all over the country and gone to people's shops and given them one-on-one classes. Right. And I've been doing this for a while. And I don't know, a couple of years ago I flew out. I'm not going to name the town or anything. Flew out to do a class, help somebody out you know, for a week. And uh, they're competitors in the same town, both good homies, you know, and uh, wanted to hook up with one of the other homies, but they're competitors. And uh, it's funny because both of them were like, 
well, don't share any of my fucking secrets with the other competitor, you know? And they were, their secrets were like, I don't know, fucking 10 years old. <laughs> and I'm going like, I'm like, that's not a secret, homie. Yeah. Like, you know, and I'm just like, what is the point of this? Like, you, you guys are in the same town together. Why don't you fucking hook up and, like, fucking kill this shit together? Instead of, like, worrying about, like, you process fucking shit with a Scotch-Brite pad. Yeah. Like, that's a yeah. big secret. Like, oh, fucking Scotch-Brite pad secret. Like, it's crazy to me. So, yeah. you know... I've been all over this fucking country to many, many shops, dude. And, you know, we're all family. We all share the same fucking passion for what we do. And my main concern is this, like, let's make as much money as we can from our clients. And let's share as much information we can as a concrete family. Is there, it seems when you say that, make as much as you can from our clients and share as much information because I want to say you have said or somebody said that we're, me and John are just making money or we're making money off our concrete brothers. Was that you that said that or somebody else said that? Well, he mentioned that in one of the podcasts and we had a side conversation about that. Do you feel that way? Do you feel that me and John are just profiting off our concrete brothers? In some aspects, yes. Why is that? Well, let me put it this way. So there's a lot of products in concrete, right? We use a lot of different chemicals. We use a lot of different additives, materials, right? And so in this, there's different price ranges, price ranges for all of these materials. Mm-hmm. And when I get on forums like Trinic, like Buddy Rhodes, like anybody that's fucking selling shit, they're they're systems, right? You got you got Buddy Rhodes 420, you got Adva five or Buddy Rhodes 555, or you got defomers, or there's all of these different products that go into making what we make. And I don't feel that there's a breakdown of the science behind what we do in these. So like, dude, I'm, I have a forum that there's like 9,000 people on and I see posts all the fucking time. Like these people have no clue what they're doing and they'll reference like bag mixes or products that like don't go into the science of what we're making. They're just like, I'm going to buy a fucking bag mix of this and da 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 and I'm going to pour it. And that, to me, look, you guys sell plasticizer, right? Yeah. yeah. You, guys, you, you guys sell all of these raw materials, right? And, yeah. and then you combine them in a bag mix, right? No. Well, you no, we don't for, sell the raw materials. Well, like I'm yeah. saying, like if, if you go to Trinic, right, you're gonna buy a plasticizer, you could buy an acrylic, you could buy a defomer, a, visco- a, a viscosity modifier, air entrainment. <coughs> you yeah. can buy all these raw materials, right? And sure. Or 
you can just buy the bag mix. It's got all these raw materials included in it, right? So it's, sure. it's pretty much their whole product line. It's in the fucking bag, like Super 6, right? Tom's got Super 6. He's got okay. all the fucking, he's got the fucking polymer. He's got the fucking plasticizer. He's got all this shit in the mix. But when people don't understand what's in that mix, they're just buying the mix. Yeah, but if they, they bought, go to the store. But if they went to the store, because we talk about this, if they went to the store mm-hmm. and they bought all the things that go in our mix, right? And there's a lot of stuff that goes in the mix. If they bought all things that go in the mix, it would cost them. They're not say it's not a money issue. They wouldn't save any money by doing it themselves. They'd pay more. A lot of these raw ingredients you have to buy. We just bought ten thousand pounds of an ingredient a couple days ago. That two bucks a pound, twenty thousand dollars plus freight, just for one ingredient. There's nobody. Yeah, because that's all I could get it at. Yeah, exactly. So it there's nobody that's going to gonna save yeah. money by taking rad mix or maker mix and trying to dissect and say, oh, I'm just going to buy you know these twenty different things and do it myself. I'm not going to save any money. But back to how again, I'm just trying to draw the correlation between how are we profiting off our concrete brothers by running a business. And it is a business. Kodak Pro is a business. It's not a, a charity. So we are trying to build this so it's going to be around in 5, 10, 15 years. I, I guess I'm just trying to like draw the correlation of like, how's that a bad thing? And, and, uh, well, the, the, what, what I'm trying to say is the delineation between it. It's like, look, I looked on your website yesterday and a bag of rad mix for 30 fucking pounds is like 70 bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's 30 no pounds. 30 pounds of concentrated rad mix, which makes 3.3 bags, but it's actually cheaper to go the rad mix route from a materials viewpoint and source your own Portland sand, but then time comes into it. And that's what we talk about. So it's just a toss up. Is your time worth more or is, or is you know? So, well, but you're telling me you're sourcing your own sands and cement. So you're adding that to sand and cement, right? Exactly. Correct. Right. So what the fuck is the difference between buying fucking a couple other additives and adding that to your sand and cement mix? Because rad mix and maker mix aren't just a couple more additives. It's completely different than anything that's out there. And the Buddy Rhodes uh, Ultra Seals mixes and ECC mixes and artisan mixes, they were more advanced mixes than most guys would be able to make on their own uh, because of the, the gradation of particles. But the product that we're selling now, maker mix and rad mix, are the next level of that so it's just well, yeah i know i, I know I you understand. want me to break down what's in it and I, unfortunately we just can't do that from a business viewpoint not from a like we don't want to share with people it's just from a, a business viewpoint you can't i guess what you, if you're asking is well, radmix nothing more than say a defoamer and maybe a shrinkage reducer and i don't know some pozzolan of some sort I'll just be straight with you, man. No, well, no, no, I know. No, it's I mean, that. I know, it's I know, but I'm just, that. I have no problem know, putting out there. There's almost two dozen materials packed into that 30 pounds, which allows the ability to create something similar to make or mix by using your own cements and sand. I mean, there's, there's uh, six different sands in there. And actually they, those six different sands, which are all micronized sands have to be sourced from a specific place that it isn't about running to Home Depot or a no, local Ace Hardware. I fully understand that, John. Like, I, dude, I'm not, like, that's what I'm not, I'm not trying to negotiate or knock, like, what your UHPC mix design is. I know, and I've never even used it, that it's above quality other than pretty much any other mix. I get that, dude. Like, 100%. Like, oh, I, I appreciate that, but I guess I, I'm trying to understand 
you know, because you're using, at least it seemed like a correlation between Trinic and the raw materials listed. And the thought process might be that those raw materials that they have listed is then they've taken those raw materials and pre-blended them into something and and then maybe tacked on a higher percentage, you know, whatever, to make more money or something like that, which I, not, I, again, I, I can completely dude, understand. I, I don't. Dude, I don't doubt that like your your raw source materials are very expensive and whatever you have to do to blend them, including paying the fucking blending company and adding all this. I, I understand that, dude. I understand like the cost behind it. But at the same time, what I'm trying to say. Not everybody can afford that. Not even not everybody can afford like the fucking creme de la creme of fucking bag mixes. Yeah. And but we're, tell, but we're, and but so, we are the creme de la creme, but we're I, not that much more expensive. That's the thing where I think keeps getting lost in. Yeah. Phrase. I guess that's where I'm, yeah, I would still debate that to be honest with you. I mean, just straight up, I would debate that at the end of the day. And cause that's something Brandon and I have worked very hard for is to keep margins so low. Cause otherwise, anyway, I, I won't go into it. I mean, yeah. It, Based on what's in there, which ultimately some of the ingredients are stupid expensive, and the blending, you're right, and the bag, and the printing, and blah, 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 and it all adds up, but where I'm I'm going is, as we retract all the way back to the beginning, or part of the beginning, is at the end of the day, to to get this end of something to achieve, I couldn't achieve 10 years ago. I no, and I, 15 years I, ago. I, I fully agree with that, dude. Like, yeah, and where I guess I'm going. 100%. So that's where, for me, and my personal point of view, is someone coming in today to have these kind of materials available doesn't discount the other one. But damn, dude, I mean, they can come in and start closer to the finish line where we were starting still 20 yards behind the starting line. <laughs> You know what I mean? No, we were still looking up there trying to figure out, like, damn, where is the starting line? And um, I don't know. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I'm pretty proud about that. I do feel proud about that. Yeah, and okay. I, I don't disagree with any of that. You know, like, I'm not trying to deter anyone from buying, like, ICT or Kodiak Maker Pro. Like, dude, that is not my intention on any level. I, I have no doubt, and I've never even used Kodiak Pro, that they're good products. Like I don't, I don't doubt that at all. All that I'm advocating is that people really, if they're going to get into what we do as a business, as a life fucking passion, because it's not just a business. You guys know that, dude. This is not just a business for us. This is like, but it is for a lot of people. That's the thing is a lot of people do this to provide for their families. They do it because they love it. I mean, obviously nobody goes into concrete because it's the easiest way to make money. It's the hardest money you'll ever make. I mean, it's a lot of yeah. work, right? I'm, I'm going to tell you, if you get into this industry and it's just about make money and you don't have a passion for it, you'll fail. Yeah. But is it, is it a business never- for most people? I mean, is this, they do it because they have a house payment, they have children and they, this is how they make their income. Right, but yeah. they'll never do it good unless they have a passion for it. I agree with that. But they don't right. have to have a passion for chemistry. That's the thing, is they can have a passion for design and passion for making and a passion for form building, 
and passion for quality. They could say, I, you know, I, the surface quality, the stain resistance, whatever, that's super important to me. Quality is super important. I, I hate chemistry, dude. I hate chemistry. Can't stand it. I, well, I love it. I know some I people do. I think, I think it's amazing, dude. And, and that's the aspect of this dude. So if you're advocating for, you know, further growth in this industry, I know you have a passion for chemistry. No, I no, no. John I don't. Ha- I know. John does. What? John does. Well, then use John for well, your I passion do. for chemistry, and that's what's going to lead this industry. That's why we're a good, me and John are a good partnership, because we're two different sides of the same coin. We both do concrete for a living, but John approaches it from the chemistry viewpoint. I approach it from the design viewpoint. And I think that's a very holistic way to approach it, because I'm not, chemistry isn't well, my they're, thing. They're one and the same. Because the design is derived from the chemistry. The possibilities so, are derived so, from, the, from the chemistry, yes. Yeah, you, you want to do a fucking four-foot knockdown waterfall edge, the chemistry is involved in that. I and agree so, a thousand percent. But I, I, don't I don't need I don't, to know. I don't need to know. Like, John John and I have these discussions. John's like, you explain do need to know, though. I don't you need do to know. Need to, I don't need to know. Doesn't matter to average, me. The average person needs to fucking know. They don't need how, to know. So you're going to tell me you're going to pour a fucking 15 foot fucking countertop with a four foot waterfall edge and like it's cantilevered fucking 10 feet. You're just going to pour your mix in that form and it's just going to work. What I'm saying is, I mean, you're talking about an engineering aspect, which that would go into post tensioning or structural beams on the underside, you know, strength, strength channels, whatever you're going to talk about. That comes down that to has, that has everything to do with the mix design. Sort of. It comes down to the form design more than anything. But here's what I'm saying, Josh, is I understand concrete chemistry only from being in sensory for as long as I have and having conversations with John, but it's not my passion and honestly don't care. Here's what I've seen. I have 20 years of doing this and seeing a ton of people, and I'm sure you've seen a ton of people because it's just a revolving door in this industry. People come in, people go out. People come in, people go out. And it's just been going on. Is the people that are still here are making things people want to buy, right? The people yeah. that just geeked out on chemistry and some you're, you're kind of the middle person where you like chemistry and you like design, but a lot of people are kind of one or the other. They either love chemistry and you see these people on forums, just talking, talking, talking about chemistry or they talk about design. My experience, my observation, just as, as a person that's just been watching the companies that stay around for a long period of time are the ones that are making things people want to buy. Cause we're in a business of selling things. If you make something like you said, like it looks like a cow. You know, they, they have their mix dialed in, they have their mix design perfect, but they're making something looks like a cow. Nobody's going to buy that. And inevitably, they they are though. That's mm, what blows my mind. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But go to the fucking Midwest, dude. And there's floor dumps everywhere. Like, I'm just like, how the fuck are you selling this shit, dude? And they're like, I'm getting 150 bucks a square foot. And I'm like, I hate you. (laughs) uh, No, no joke. Look at the people that focus on chemistry, what they make. And then how long they're in business. And you can almost tell when they come out and you're like, yeah, this guy, he's really good, really good at chemistry. He's not going to be around for that long, unfortunately, because this is a business of selling products and you have to make products people want to buy. And that comes down to design. It comes down to form building. It comes down to, are you good at curing and finishing and doing all the, the steps you need to do? Um, but I would say chemistry, if the chemistry is dialed in, and John, I will say, is probably the most brilliant mind in this industry. I knew John way back in the day, way, way back in the day. And the conversations we've had that go on for hours and hours and hours about what's going on in the concrete matrix and hydration and charging particles and electrons and blah, 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 blah. It's insane. John is a brilliant mind. I'm not a brilliant mind. That's not me. I'm a designer. That's what I focus on is design. So that's why we work well together. 
But, you know, it's what you make with concrete that matters. The concrete in the day is secondary to what you make with it. So if you're not making good things, you're not making things that people appreciate, you could use Maker Mix and Rad Mix, which I think, I don't know if you'll agree that's the best concrete in the world, but it's up there in the best concrete in the world. But if you make a, a, a big turd out of it, nobody's going to buy it, right? So you have to I make agree. things people want to buy. Yeah, well, and that's where the design aspect comes in. And I think that's where, you know, the understanding of the medium that we're working with is so valuable that it's not just the mix. It's not just the design. It's the entire process. And the entire process is different for everyone, for sure. And, you know, like, like I'll say it again, dude, like, I'm not here to discredit anything that you guys sell as a product. I have no doubt that all of them are really good products and they all have their challenges that come with it, right? Like ICT, it's not just a simple sealer. Like you don't just fucking throw. Well, it's pretty simple these days. Simple. Uh, no, no joke. You, if you, Josh, no joke. Because <laughs> I would, I, I've been me. very honest. It is for me, but the average human being that just. But I'm saying the average human being today, today, not a year ago. The average human being today is it's much, much. It's the easiest it's ever been. It's so much harder to mess up than it used to be. It used to be very. You had to be very precise. You had to know what you were doing. You had to be a true craftsman when it came to applying it. I don't think anybody argued that back in the day, but the improvements that have made in this current version of ICT is completely different. And so Joe talked about in his podcast is if you used to use ICT, you walked away from it because you're having problems, give it another shot because it's really hard to mess up. It's super easy to apply today versus what it used to be. Yeah. Well, my whole kitchen right now is ICT, dude. I just read it again like a week ago. <laughs> like. Uh, but did you use, did you, are you using a new uh, Prime and CT? Yeah. So you have the new yeah. ones? Okay, cool. So <laughs> like, you I, have experience I, with it. I, th I, I didn't know you, if you had the new I, stuff I, yet. I thought you're still using older ICT. I've, used, I've been using ICTs. Hold it, Josh, 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 just so we're on the same page. The only place that chemistry can come from is me, bro. Well, that's, and, not, and, that's not what I'm getting from the Buddy Rhodes product. No. Yeah, that's an entirely different formula. Oh, these fucking shitbags? No, that's that's what I've been trying <laughs> to tell you. I mean, and don't get me wrong, that, that's why I haven't changed anything with them in a very long time, and I have no intentions on doing it. They have a customer base that's happy with that formula, and I see no reason to change any of that. But the CT chemistry, yeah, is only through me. I am the only distributor and it can only be found by either contacting me directly or, you know, through the Kodiak pro website. That's, so, that's the only place. So, so what's the difference between the insulate or the, uh, application process? Nothing. Yeah. The, the, my, the, due to the fact that the nature of what my, you know, reactive ability is the basic application hasn't changed. What's changed is, um, you know, new silane siloxane technologies that I built into it. A the micropolymer that now I'm having made from a completely different company. It it crosslinks easier, cleaner, faster than the older technology that I was having made by a completely different company. Uh, you know, just little things like that. Now it's you know I've always have a lithium silicate in there, 
And now I've gone another direction where not only is the lithium itself being coming from an entirely different source, it's actually a recycled content, which is really cool in my opinion, but an entirely different source. Now to, to change that based on where it comes, now it's three different silicate combinations in a colloidal, um, I don't know how to describe it, but basically, you know, creating. A, so it's yeah, a so it's a colloidal it's like, lithium and potassium or what? No, no, no. Yeah, I'm not a fan of sodiums and potassiums uh, for another whole different reasons. But no. So same thing. You know, I just started again looking at sealer from a similar direction. I look at concrete. We talk about particle packing. Yeah, well, no, I'm fully aware. I, I, I fully understand. Yeah. So, you know, I start, of, I've, of I've now, it's like the, I get this lens and I look at everything that way. So even, and this whole general term colloidal, where the, the reality is they're all colloidal, but there's different sizes, there's different well, charges. Yeah, I understand. And, you're, you're dealing with different nanoparticles. And, and doing the same thing. So then blending them to, into together in a way that allows each of them to charge and react against each other. Then the silane siloxanes, the micros, and the um, coupling technology that's built around its ability to react with trace minerals is completely different than any of the PS1 technologies. So now, you know, it's always, and this is where the aluminants are nice, but take it to the next. I and mean, now it goes everything after cobalt, magnesium, aluminants, irons. I mean, the, the mineral technology, the mineral reactions that happens now with the CT is it's completely different and its ability so, to cross-link and pack completely different. Can we digress back? I yeah, just want to ask it. this question and make yeah. sure I got my numbers right. You said the, the rapid set was 88 pounds for $37, correct? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Okay, so just so, and so we're all on the same page. On that 32 square feet at one inch thick comes to about 300 pounds. So in your on the rapid set design, it comes to $126. And on the again, the $12 Portland, the $12 sand, again, basing it on a 300 pounds, would be six bags, six fifty, well, six fifty pounders, which ultimately comes on a from a rad mix design, $150. So 150, 126 versus so, 126. So that's uh $24. Yeah, but I'm saying, what, what is it percentage-wise? Because that's important. That's, uh, fuck, I just did again. Well, from a square foot price? <laughs> no, no, percentage. 126 <laughs> divided by 150. Dude, my thumbs, I'm freezing in my shop right now. It's, it's um, 16% more. 20%. 16. Yeah, 16%. Is what it is. Mm -hmm. So 16, yeah. 16% more for materials cost, which was $24. Is $24 going to make or break you, Josh, on that project? No. That's what no. I'm saying, bro. But I That's don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that that math is quite correct. So you, are you saying that John doesn't know how to add and subtract? No, it's a difference of sixty-eight cents a square foot. So you're telling me a hundred and eighty-eight pound bag, uh, or a hundred and eighty pound mix of three hundred. Oh no, I apologize. I thought you said eighty-eight. Eight-eight is thirty-seven dollars. No, I said a hundred and eighty-eight. You said oh a, no, then you're right. So a hundred and eight, my rapid set mix with sand, fibers, plasticizer, everything. I'm looking at 65 pounds for 188 pounds. Or I'm $65 for a 188 pound mix. Okay. So, sorry. I, I thought it was 88 for $37. 
No. So that's why I was asking the question. Well, a bag okay, of rat so, or bag of uh, rapid set was thirty-seven dollars thirty-eight pounds. So you did a mix based on that, right, John? Just a general. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I did an eighty-eight pound of rapid set was thirty-seven dollars. Yeah, yeah, that is that is right. Okay. Well, then no, that's then that's right. It'd be one hundred and twenty-six dollars in rapid set versus one hundred and fifty dollars based on the rad mix, which in, with the sand and the Portland cement. Which is a difference of sixty-eight cents a square foot. On a rapid set mix, are you adding sand into that and and everything? Yeah. So what I'm saying, my entire mix with rapid set, sand, fiber, plasticizer for at one hundred and eighty-eight pounds is sixty-five dollars. All right. Let's do this then. So one point five nine times sixty-five. So that's one hundred and four dollars. Just using that number you just threw out. So $104, and you said that we're $150? Yes. Okay, so, mm-hmm. so that's still it's $46 difference. And per yeah. square foot, that's a dollar, what is that, a dollar something of square foot? Hang on. Yeah, so the $3.25 versus $4.68, well, yeah, so a dollar forty. $1.40 a square foot. So again, that, and that's kind of always been our math. Josh is it's always right around that I'm I'm not going to split hairs over that that doesn't sound like a bad number to me at all it's not Mm -hmm. and that's that's when we actually get in these conversations with guys because they have a number in their head because they hear oh it's 70 70 dollars a bag or 75 dollars a bag for rad mix it's concentrated that makes 3.3 you know equivalent of maker mix so when you add in your Portland and sand at your price of 12 dollars for that per bag it's it's you know a dollar 50 or whatever it was even less than that but a dollar Dollar fifty square foot more to do it that way. So help me understand. So the thirty pound bag of rad mix goes in. Will do how many pounds of a GFRC mix? One hundred and sixty-five. Okay. All right. Now that sounds like real numbers to me. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. That's yeah, what I'm no, saying. I, I'm not going to talk shit on that. That that doesn't sound bad at all. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we can agree on that. <laughs> no, that makes me feel bad. It, it only, it only took... God damn it, are we speaking the same fucking language? I told you, we've been talking the same thing the whole time. Yeah. Uh, well, I can tell you guys, I'm glad we had this conversation. I, I appreciate it very much, and I feel, I feel better about uh, a lot of stuff, so... Anyway, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let bygones be bygones, and um, let's move forward in this industry and make it prosper. Well, we need to have another one, at, you know, months ahead, because here we've kind of this. I'm gonna call today a clear the air. I would love to have again, not necessarily my mix versus your mix conversation, but I'd like to dive more into just the things we've talked about from a more general point of view, educating people, helping people be successful. You know, what are strides, you know, based on what are you doing? What are we doing? These cool things that all of us are trying to move towards, I think, would also continue to be great conversations for anybody wanting to be a part of this. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. (laughs) Josh, it was good talking. I'm glad we I'm glad we did talk and uh, we'll definitely do it again. All right, man. All right, guys. Hey, that being said, man, don't forget, you got my cell, you know, anytime. Give a holler, man. Good talking to you. It's yeah. been great to catch up. And email me anytime, and I won't respond, but it is what it is. Hi, <laughs> 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 everybody. 
I appreciate you guys doing it and being transparent. Absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, Adios. We cannot go without it, got it. Mess with the squad, you try to try to go against us. I highly doubt it. Been on a roll, we got it, got it. We cannot go without it, got it.